Hey, welcome back to a brand new episode of Bible Reading and Coffee Drinking. Today we're talking about Bible verses to help you leave the past in the past. Leave those sinful ways behind you and focus on the future that God has planned for you. Jesus came down. He died for our sins. He doesn't want us to keep sinning and to keep living that old way of life. What he wants to do is for us to be born again in the Spirit and live a life worthy of his sacrifice. So today, let's read Bible verses to help you leave the past behind and focus on the future. Let's do this. Let's go. All right, welcome to a brand new episode of Bible Reading and Coffee Drinking. Regardless of whether you're watching this live on Instagram, listening to on the podcast, or watching on YouTube, I'm blessed and thankful that you're joining me today. Today we're diving into Bible verses to help you put the past behind you. Uh, hopefully you've been saved. Hopefully you've been have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And if you have, you got to put the old self behind you and start a new self filled with the Holy Spirit and be born again. So what does that look like? How do you do that? What does God tell us in this book uh, of uh, Ephesians and Romans and the different chapters I'm going to read today? What does he tell us to help us kind of leave that sinful nature behind us and move forward with the life that he has planned for us? Jesus came down, he sacrificed himself for you, and uh, what he doesn't want us to do is continue to live in uh, sin and to continue to live in that past. The devil wants us to look backwards. God wants us to look forward. So let's do that today. So we're going to start in Ephesians chapter 4, uh, verse 21. So turn your Bibles, if you're following me along, to that. A couple of housekeeping things. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, this is uh, We're kind of back live uh, on these uh, rotation of episodes. I'm doing them every Monday and Friday. So in case uh, you're new here to these, this channel or to the podcast, uh, tune in every uh, Mondays and Fridays. We do it live on Instagram if you'd like to join us there. If not, thanks for listening or watching on YouTube. Uh, also, uh, we do have a uh, special going on on the store. So my website is livingchristian.org. Uh, org, so you can go there for more Bible verses. Uh, but there's also a store there, and we're doing a hoodie kind of end of winter sale. So check that out. Use the code hoodie20 at checkout to get 20% off of uh, all the hoodies and uh, sweatshirts that I have. I've designed them all myself. They're all my creation. Uh, there's over 100 of them there. Uh, so check it out uh, at livingchristian.org. All right, let's dive into uh, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 21. Uh, and we're going to dive in right now. Let me have a sip of coffee. <clears throat> verse 21 says, Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Okay, so the reason why I kicked off this episode with this one, I love Ephesians 4, uh, especially this verse. It really comes out and tells you that now you've learned the truth. Once you have understood who Jesus is and what he did for you, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. Throw off that sinful nature and that former way of life. Throw away who you used to be. Excuse me. Uh, and live for who God has planned for you. So uh, your old way, your sinful way, was full of uh, corruption and lust and deception, which if we're honest with ourselves, uh, we know that that's the truth. Instead, let the Spirit, which is capitalized in my Bible, which is referencing the Holy Spirit that should be filling you once you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And once you do that, if you accept Him, 
have the Holy Spirit, you put on your new nature. And I like this part at the end. It says, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. The reality of it is this, my friends. The second, the moment that you accept Jesus into your heart, and you accept that He is your Lord and Savior, and you give your life to Christ, God creates in you the Holy Spirit so that you can live like God. Be like God. And what does that mean? It says be righteous and holy. God doesn't want us to keep sinning. He knows that we're probably going to, and Jesus has forgiven us for our past sins and our future sins, right? But what God wants us to do is be closer to Him, be like Him, be like Jesus in order to have a closer personal relationship with Him. And it's hard to do that when you continuously live like the rest of the world. I think that's, and we talked a little bit about this in a previous episode, part of the part of our issues, and, and I'm, I'm looking at myself in the mirror here, uh, certainly at times, is this. We claim to be Christians, we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we go to church, we read our Bible, etc., which is great, but we don't change our life, right? If somebody were to look at us and didn't know what was in our heart or in our minds, we're still living like the rest of the world. Uh, what God wants us to do is be like Him, righteous and holy. In order to do that, you've got to change your life. You've got to be born again, you've got to be renewed, right? And you can't live like your old self, does Jesus forgive your today's sins and the future sins? Absolutely. He will. But that's not what he wants, right? Let's be honest. Uh, what he wants us to do is put that sinful nature behind us and toss it aside and focus on a new life with Jesus. That's what he wants, and that's what we need to try to strive to as much as we can. Are we going to fail at it? Absolutely. Uh, unfortunately, we're still human, uh, but it doesn't mean, even though we know we're not going to be perfect, it uh, doesn't mean that we shouldn't try our hardest to throw the devil out of our life and to focus on Jesus on every waking moment of our life. I know it's hard, okay? I know this is hard, uh, but you can't live in sin and, 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 and be holy uh, and righteous as God wants us to be. So uh, look at your life, be self-aware, and think about what doesn't make God happy and throw it out in the past, okay? All right, let's turn to Romans. Uh, we're doing all the uh, New Testament today, and this one's kind of a long one. So uh, Romans 6, uh, we're going to go 1 through 6 today. So Romans 6, uh, if you're new to the uh, to the Bible, uh, this is in the all the letters from Paul uh, in the New Testament. This is after Jesus has ascended into heaven, and we're setting up the churches. Uh, there, and you go through the Book of Acts, and you go through all the uh, all, all the Gospels, and now Paul is writing these letters to these churches and to these different people. And so this is what uh, we're kind of focusing on uh, today. Uh, so this is uh, Romans six one through six. Sin's power is broken. Well then, should we keep on sinning so that God can show us more and more of his wonderful grace? Of course not. Since we have died in sin, how can we continue to live in it? Verse 3, Or have you forgotten that when you were joined in with Christ Jesus in baptism, we joined him in his death? For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by his glorious power of his Father, now we may also live new lives. He's talking about that word we're talking about. You're accepting Jesus in your heart as your Lord and Savior. You're giving your life to Jesus, and you're born again. You are a new creation. You should not 
just keep on sinning just so you can see God's grace with that sin. That's not what we want to do. Uh, what we want to do is shed that old life and live again just as Jesus did. Verse 5, since we have been unified with him in his death, we will also be raised to life as he was. We know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin uh, might lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin. What Paul is talking about here is the fact that once you shed that old life of sin, once you uh, accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, once you become a quote-unquote Christian and you live for Christ, your sins died on that cross with Jesus. Your old life died on that cross with Jesus. And just as Jesus was reborn three days later and ascended into heaven, so shall you be born again, right, to live a new life with Jesus. You are different. You should be different, right? What we what we shouldn't do is we're 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 still here. Okay, Jesus has ascended into heaven. We're filled with the Holy Spirit, but we're still here. What God and Jesus, what they, what He wants us to do is live a life that people see Him through us. And it's hard to do when you just live the same way you did before you were saved. Romans six talks about this. That 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 power that sin has on you is broken. That power that sin has on you is gone. You are a new creation in Christ. And with that, you have the power to battle the sin. You have the power to live a life the way Jesus did in some form or fashion. I know we're not perfect. I get it. I'm not saying that we have to be perfect. I'm not saying that we have to uh, not sin ever. Uh, What I'm saying is we are reflections of Christ on this earth. And to many people in your lives... You may be the only Christianity or exposure to Jesus that they have. <clears throat> that's, a, that's a responsibility that I don't take lightly, and you shouldn't either. My friends, even my lukewarm friends, we'll call them, know my faith. They know that I do this. They know about my church life. They know about everything because I'm open about it. And they're curious about it, and we have conversations about it, and that's good. I have to live differently than I did when I was a teenager. Let's be honest with you. I made a lot of mistakes. Uh, I am no different than anybody else watching or listening to this right now, okay? Uh, I have done a lot of things that I'm ashamed that God knows that I did. I'm just being honest here, guys. There are times I look back, and I'm 50 now, as most of you guys know, um, there are many times I look back in my life and feel sorrow and, and guilt for the things that I've that I've done in my life. Okay, but I am a new creation, right? And what God wants us to do is He does not want me looking backwards and dwelling on that sin that. I had performed. He doesn't want me dwelling on, no matter what it is, right? He doesn't want me to agonize and feel this overwhelming guilt. What he wants me to do is shed that off, accept Jesus, accept the Holy Spirit, and move ahead. 
All right, that's what Romans 6 is talking about. Let's go to 1 John. <clears throat> this is also in the New Testament. This is a little farther back. Uh, it's a very small book, uh, but we'll go to 1 John 9. And these last two are um, uh, a little bit uh, shorter, so I apologize. The first two were pretty long. Let's have a sip of coffee, and we'll read uh, 1 John 1, 9. All right, it says here, uh, If anyone claims I am living in the light, but hates a fellow believer, that person is still living in darkness. I bring this up for a reason, guys. Uh, there are many times when it says I'm living in the light, what that means is I have accepted Christ and I am living in Jesus. So if a, anyone, a believer, claims that, hey, I've given my life to Jesus, right, but you hate a fellow believer, that person is still living in darkness. If you still have hate in your heart, uh, whether that's for, you know, Fellow believers or not, but in this reference, it's talking about your fellow quote-unquote Christians. Um, we're still living in that sinful nature. And I do, and I'll. this is a side note, but I sometimes I get the most, I get a lot of feedback, okay? I get uh, a lot of direct messages uh, on the different platforms that I post on. Uh, I get a lot of uh, direct messages, emails, etc. And, and some of the most uh, disturbing ones, I'll say, um, is, uh, some of the most disturbing ones are from Christians. Uh, sometimes we, be, we become very judgmental and, and I know I'm not perfect. And sometimes I say things I don't, uh, uh, that aren't exactly, uh, the way I meant them to be. Uh, and sometimes I make a point and sometimes that point, uh, I, is in my heart and, uh, it rubs people the wrong way, but I'm trying to read from the Bible and speak through that. Okay. So, we can't do that anymore, my friends. We've got to be a unified body of Christ. We've got to be unified with the love of Jesus. So the second, if we confess, right, if we are living in the light, we've got to leave that past behind, and we've got to unify and love each other. Okay? All right, last one's in Galatians. Uh, this is back in the uh, letters from Paul. Uh, this is uh, Galatians, which is right after the first and second Corinthians. We'll go with two... Uh, 20, I believe, is what I wanted to read. Let me find that, make sure it's the right one. Yep, okay, so this is how I'm going to end this kind of segment, and then we'll roll into some questions. Uh, so we're going to read uh, Galatians 2.20. I kind of wanted to wrap it up in the sense of this is the whole message of this episode. My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not treat the grace of God meaningless, for it's keeping the law could make us right with God, then there is no need for Christ to die. Two major points in Galatians 2, 20 and 21. I kind of bled over in 21 because I wanted to make that point. But the reality of it is this. The second that you have given your life to Christ, your old life was crucified with him. Your sins are abolished. It's no longer just your life. It's Christ that lives in you. Now you are joined with Jesus. You have a responsibility with that relationship. Now you have God watching over you and loving you for the rest of your life. And the end of it, I know it's not exactly related to the podcast episode, but here's the deal. 
I do not treat the grace of God meaningless. Because Jesus sacrificed himself, and now we he lives in us, right? That's huge. That is That changes everything in your life. That is the true meaning of the gospel. That is the true meaning of God's grace. For keeping the law would have made us right with God, then there's no need for Christ to die. If we could have lived in the Old Testament laws and remain to be the Jewish people of the time where we earn our way to heaven because we go through the laws and the Ten Commandments and the Levitical laws and don't eat pork and don't shave my beard and all that stuff that we've had conversations with in the past. If that was, if we could do that, we would have needed Christ to die on the cross. But we did because we have, there's, there's no way for us to leave our past behind us unless we are born anew, unless we are born again, unless we have the Holy Spirit inside of us and Christ in us. That's the only way that we have the power and the strength to leave our sinful life behind us, to leave our old self behind us and focus on the new self. It's grace through faith. It's redemption through sacrifice. It's accepting Jesus and understanding who he is in our life that creates a new life for us. So if you're struggling today, guys, uh, if, if you're still uh, kind of carrying some hate, uh, carrying some judgmental nature, uh, living in a sinful uh, nature day in, day out, if you're not shedding that stuff that is keeping you and pulling you away from God, if you're not shedding those things, if you're not living for Christ, you're not going to have the kind of relationship that you want with Him. Just being honest with you. If you're still enjoying this life in the sense of, Focusing on the things that are pulling you away from God and not focusing on the things that are bringing you to Him, it's tough to have a close relationship with Jesus. So you got to leave your past behind you. Don't look back. The devil wants you to look back. Jesus wants you to look ahead. Okay? That is the whole episode in a nutshell. Focus on Christ. Leave your past behind you. Leave that old sinful nature behind you. You don't need it. Don't listen to the devil when he tells you to look behind you. Okay? He he doesn't have your best interest at heart. Jesus does. All right? Woo! That's a good one, right? All right, let's have a couple of questions. Sip of coffee. Excuse me. I'm still kind of getting over my cold. Uh, Sip of coffee, and then uh, I'll answer a few questions. So if you are live uh, here on Instagram, put your question down at the bottom. Uh, I usually try to answer a handful of those. If you're just listening to this on the podcast or watching this, on YouTube. Come join us uh, Mondays and Friday mornings, and uh, maybe I'll answer your question. Sip a coffee, and we'll dive in. <clears throat> All right, let's see what we got on the questions here. Uh, I got tons today. Good, good job, guys. Um, all right. Um, all right. So as I usually mention, I love to read the top one. I don't even know what it is, but this is from Cynthia. Uh, how do you handle leaders, people, purposefully trying to stop you from walking in your call. They they uh, have followed you from church to church, speaking lies about you, and you are a faithful servant in their church. Then those people are still living in the darkness, my friend, as we just read about that uh, in uh, in uh, in uh, all these passages we just read. But if you're if in First John one nine we talked about the fact that uh, if we are still hating our fellow believers, if we are still living in the darkness, we're truly not living in the light. We're truly not living as Christ wants us to live. So how do you handle that? Why do you have those people in your life? I hate to be just as blunt as possible, but this is the way I look at things. And it's easier said than done. I get it. But the reality of it is this. If somebody is pulling me away 
from my calling, from my focus, from my life in Christ. I don't need them in my life. Sorry, I don't know. I don't care if they're friends or family. Uh, my focus is on Jesus and Jesus alone. So that is the reality. So Cynthia, be careful who you hang out with and who you surround yourself with. If they're not pulling you towards Jesus, they're pulling you away. So be done with them. All right. <clears throat> all right. Let's see what we all, let's see what else we got here. Uh, I read Luke for Christmas. What should I read next? Congratulations. I love reading Luke for Christmas. We do that every uh, December. That's a great one. Uh, so, uh, you know, if you haven't read the other Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and John, read them. Uh, that would be my first uh, kind of uh, response to you is read the other three Gospels so you can kind of get the complete picture of Jesus from the different writers. Uh, that's always great. You're getting Luke's perspective, which is perfect. Uh, but go back and read the other ones as well. Uh, that's what my advice to you would be. And once you have that establishment and you understand the four Gospels, and even maybe read Acts, which is kind of the fifth Gospel, talking about the church being set up. Um, once you read that, then you can go back and read, uh, you know, uh, Genesis and some of the other Old Testament, uh, you know, books and understand uh, what they're all about because they're all about Jesus. All right. Are you Orthodox? Uh, no. Uh, do you follow Calvinism? Um, no. Uh, those are easy answers for me. Let me get me going here. Uh, what Bible version are you reading from? Uh, this is the New Living Translation. Uh, New Living Translation is the one I read. Uh, I have uh, multiples. You can't see them. They're off camera. But uh, King James, uh, ESV, I've got tons of them over there. But that's the one I kind of read the most, uh, just to be honest with you. Uh, all right. Let's see what else we have here. Uh, okay, uh, how can I tell my youngest sister about God? She doesn't know Jesus. All right, that's a great question. Let's have a sip of coffee, and I'll mention that. All right, you should not be afraid to tell your sister or your friends or really anybody uh, about Jesus. Now, there's a couple of ways you can do that, and I've given this advice before, uh, but the reality of how I have handled it in the past, uh, to be honest with you, uh, it, it is I don't force... Uh, my beliefs down anybody's throat, right? Uh, I, I'm, I'm on here uh, talking to hundreds of people, uh, thousands of people watch the podcast, and, and that is a community of believers that we're working together to try to get closer to Christ. But in terms of family and friends, the first thing that I do, quite frankly, is making sure that I'm not shy about my faith. It doesn't necessarily mean that every time I see a, my sister, I'm like, hey, have you heard about Jesus? Hey, I read this Bible verse. There's a time and place for all those things. But what I try to do is be as open as possible uh, about my faith. I do not hide my love for Jesus. I wear t-shirts uh, that says that says iron sharpens iron. Uh, I, I, uh, I am perfectly okay with everybody knowing about my faith and what I do. So with that, you are uh, already, whether you know it or not, impacting your sister. Uh, she's seeing and she's watching how you live. She'll watch and see how your life is different because of your relationship with Christ. So that's the first, and, and that's the, what we can all do. Everybody watching and listening to this right now, if you are just open with your faith and you love unconditionally the way Jesus does, and you're kind and you're, you're you know sharing the love that you have for each other and specifically Jesus, I promise you, People will gravitate towards that and wonder why you're so happy and joyful and content and okay with your life. 
That's just the reality. Are we immune to challenges because we've accepted Jesus? No, absolutely not. Okay? Uh, we are not immune to challenges. If anything, sometimes our life gets harder because the devil is afraid he's going to lose us. Uh, that's the truth. Uh, so, but you got to do that. You, with, the, with the armor of God, you can battle anything. So my advice is to live a life that makes Jesus proud of uh, you and worthy of his sacrifice. And I promise you other people will notice and there will be a time when they ask you about it and you can respond and tell them about the gospel. I promise you that. All right, last question and then we'll uh, get on out of the way and go about our weekend. All right, um, let's see. Da, 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 da. All right, so uh, how do you decipher, and this one's on here twice, uh, same person, That's so she really wants me to answer this, so I will. How do you decipher the voice of God versus your own or your flesh? You know, I, I'll tell you this, um, the, way I, the way I think about that, right, there, there are many times that I'm in my head and I hear my thoughts <clears throat> and I'm wondering if it's God pushing me towards something uh, or if it's me, or if it's the devil whispering to me, uh, or he's screaming at me to try to get me to do something. So here is the way I think about that, and this is just my way, and maybe it helps. Um, a lot of times, I there's two comments. One is, sometimes I don't know until afterwards. Sometimes I don't know until I get down the road, and I look back and go, that was God. Obviously, that was God. That was a God moment in my life. I didn't realize it at the time, but once I can look back and go, oh, now I see where I am now, and that voice was correct. That was God pushing me through this door. That was God opening me, opening a new door for me and waiting for me on the other side. But sometimes it's hard to understand or know that in the moment. That makes sense. Uh, so a lot of times, uh, you know, hindsight is easier to identify those God moments in your life. The other thing that I kind of constantly think of in my decision making in my head, uh, as I hear things in my head and try to plan and try to make decisions in my life, uh, I find that if it is something that brings me closer to God, most of the time that is God speaking to me. If it's, if, if it's things and decisions and voices that are pulling me away from God, that's not God. So if it's self-serving, right, if it is uh, worldly, if it is something that potentially can pull me away from God, if it's something that potentially could make me idolize something else or focus on something else, then in reality, that's not God. That's us. Or the devil, right? So focus on God, and when you hear things in your voice, or you have opportunities in your life, and you're wondering if they're God moments or not, ask the question, if I do this, if I go through this door, if I make this decision, if I make this choice, is it bringing me closer to God or farther away from God? And that's your answer, okay? That's a day-in and day-out occurrence in my head, just to be honest with you. Uh, so that's how I think about things. So hopefully that helps. All right, let's have a sip of coffee and we'll uh, we'll say a quick prayer and get about our weekend, okay? <clears throat> Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for bringing us together today. Lord, we, we, we struggle with leaving our old selves behind us and living in a new life. Although we know we need you, <laughs> and although we accept and worship you, 
and are grateful for the sacrifice on the cross, sometimes this world continues to take a hold of us, Lord. You know this. What I'm asking for, Lord, is guidance, knowledge, and strength to leave this world and its mess behind us and focus on you. We also want to thank you for the opportunity. How blessed are we to be able to leave an old life behind us, an old sinful nature behind us, and be born again and live a new life with you. It's such a blessing, and we're so thankful that you provided this opportunity for us. Lord, be with everybody watching or listening to this episode today. May them help them and guide them into a new life with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, guys, have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday. I've got a, a good episode planned for Monday. Until next time, keep Jesus on your heart and forever on your mind. Love you guys. See you next time.